Living your full hotness and essence is a sexy and messy journey, but so worth it. Join us for juicy chats and meet hot and inspiring humans with me, your host, Sherry Chiprut. Hi, everyone. <laughs> I'm sitting here with my friend, my beautiful, luminous, impact-driven, creative, feisty, spicy, <laughs> all-in-one friend who I just can't wait to dive into conversation with today. Pearlie is a community-driven person who lifts up everybody around her. I haven't known her for long, but I said to myself, for some reason, there's something that that called to me about her so deeply. I said, this podcast can't launch without her being one of the first few episodes. And so... I'm really honored that she's sitting here with me. We just had the most fun chat before we <laughs> press record. <laughs> we really did. Thank you for the juicy intro. Also, I'm going to make that my new bio. I'm not going to okay. ever submit all my boring bios. <laughs> I'm going to just copy paste what you just said. And <laughs> that's pearly. <laughs> Thank you, my love. It was the feisty and spicy for me. Yeah, same. I was like, mm. I'm just smiling the whole time. <laughs> Do you know what I love about that, though? And we talked about this a second ago is your capacity to receive it. Thank you. I never I've been in the position before, you know, I'm sure we all have where we're like, you get a compliment. And I don't know why the first instinct is to be like, no, no, I saw that a long time ago. No, you. Yeah. Your hair looks amazing. I'll just look you in the eye and say, thank you so much. And I'll receive it. But do you know how much that you know, for most people, that's like one of the most difficult things when you're stepping into that space of Mm self-love and empowerment and all those things. Receiving is like probably one of the hardest things to do. So the fact that you started, you know, to do that or you are doing it and you embody it, A, is amazing. And B, hopefully it ripples out to the people around you within your community that they're like, oh. Thank you. I hope so too. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to deflect this one. I'm going to receive and then see what happens. I love that. Yeah. It's it's also like empowering to like receive it from someone that you also appreciate and, you know, feel inspired by like you, Sherry. Um, What do you, what do you think? Why do you think people deflect away from that? Like it's what we're taught. Yeah. We're not, we're taught not to take space. Mm, It's like a shrink yourself complex right like not the not to say that the complex is on that person but like we shrink ourselves when we say no yeah yeah and we're taught I mean I don't like to gender but in this case you know we do you know we gender Mm -hmm. so women in particular are taught to be small yeah they're taught to be humble Mm -hmm. and you know I remember learning about how even our nervous systems aren't used to being equipped to receive Mm. so that like it's like almost like a safety mechanism right yeah that we deflect immediately so it's so nuanced yeah and but it's also the key to our worth and our abundance it's so true the irony there right so it's one of the first things I teach when it comes to like learning about abundance and worth I'm like how can you start to step into the space of receiving and it's literally what you said say thank you Mm -hmm. just pause thank you, like, and learn to start to like be comfortable with that. Yeah. And then, and then it multiplies from there. So you're like, that's beautiful, Sherry. You're in it. You should give this lesson out to the listeners as homework. Yeah. Receive a compliment this week. It's like my favorite homework. And report back to Sherry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To both of us. But you know, we also often like just talk about small moments like that cause a ripple effect. Mm -hmm. 
like even for me it took me one time just being like thank you because a girlfriend said you know someone was like it was a stressful time in my life and someone was literally just like your skin is glowing I'm like my skin no that's literally what I said and another girlfriend in the room was like girl take it take that compliment your skin is glowing and I'm like thank you I will I will take it and then after that I was like (laughs) why Why shrink yourself why shrink myself like let me just take all the compliments you know and also because like I'm the hardest on myself harder than anyone else's yeah so yeah it's like it's like uh give it give a spanking to the inner dialogue (laughs) (laughs) so we're getting into the kinks already yeah we're going straight there (laughs) I couldn't resist as expected <laughs> yeah we're going straight there well so yeah so give a give a spanking to the inner dialogue yeah we're going straight we there. okay so to preface why is frilly laughing right now yes yes why the giggle the excited giggle. we talk a lot about this we did so so one of the ways that when pearly and i first connected it was at an event and we started to follow each other on instagram I was very excited about my new friend just because she was creative and wonderful and I loved her energy. And then I noticed, <laughs> I'm laugh- I can't not laugh as I say this. I love this story so much. <laughs> and it's amazing that you said this to me in person. I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> it took me, but it took me a while. I was like, I need to message her and just be like, so Pearly, we follow all the same accounts <laughs> on Instagram. All of the all of the kinky ones and it just so happens that you like everything that I like (laughs) and the best part about it it was all like daddy memes you know (laughs) all sub dom related content but I appreciated how you approached me because I know you don't want to overstep a boundary and make someone feel like because you know this realm comes with so much shame that's exactly it yeah yeah like not I don't feel the shame but people try to project that shame onto you for wanting to explore certain kinks yeah and it, and it can be very private as well like oh, yeah. although you like something on instagram it doesn't necessarily mean that you want to have a conversation about it and it, it you know so for some people that's strictly behind the bedroom and behind mm-hmm. the bedroom door and for some people it's it's okay to have that you know that that interaction yeah. but i didn't know where you sat i just know that you liked the same things i like yeah i loved it you brought it to me in a safe way yeah. and for me like one of the best places to share and talk about that with us, like with girlfriends, mm. you know, since I was like in my like days of, you know, teenagehood, like late teenagehood, I was a little bit, I started doing things a little bit late because I just had a rough childhood and rough life. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> when my girlfriends and I would talk about it, like, I swear it's a serotonin release, like yeah. the way we would like giggle and laugh and be giddy, but also genuinely like share ideas or things with each other to try and do and it was safe space to Mm. do that like I don't think we realized that we created safe space to talk about sex that we had nowhere else to talk about not with you know parents obviously Mm. (laughs) like we're all mostly like either immigrants or children of immigrants Mm -hmm. or people of color or whatever or just like our different cultures you know yeah there's so much taboo but having these conversations is safe space and it's so necessary a hundred percent you're lucky you had that I didn't I didn't have that as much when I was young and I came from similarly mm-hmm. immigrant father from, mm-hmm. from Turkey so oh. <laughs> need I say more <laughs> yeah like in their mind it's just like you're only being intimate when you get married to have children yeah and and just like, you know as soon as I started to develop he was like protecting me from the male gaze you know, there's mm. that too, right? So, 
you know, keep the male gaze away from me. They can't be outside of my religion. That was another one, you know, uh, um, you know, a lot of shame and, and, uh, um, that, that kind of protective and pressure. Yeah. So where do you get to express yourself? Right. And that's what I'm thinking. Like, even just hearing you say that it's like, where, if there's only shame and fear embedded, like where is room for pleasure and enjoyment? That's right. And the cur- doesn't, but it doesn't make the, mean the curiosity goes away, right? Like that doesn't, that right. doesn't leave. That still, is, I was like, I was a charged up teen. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're probably similar to me. Yeah. Like I always say, if everyone is going right, I have to go left. 100%. Like everyone is being told to do this. That's fine. I'm like, well, let me just go a little bit this way. See what's going on over here. I've just always been so curious. That's what I'm getting from you. Yeah. Like that curiosity was always there. Yeah, but it, you know, it didn't enter my my orbit until much later in life. So it's, you know, I'm hearing you talking about as a teen. And for me, it wasn't until my 40s. I mean, there were signs before. Like <laughs> when yeah. I think of some of my early experiences that were the hottest, they're yeah. easily the ones where I was in a submissive position mm-hmm. pun intended mm-hmm. I'm like why did that, that was so cheesy but I was in a submission <laughs> love that though you know? wow. <laughs> yeah I look back there was this one guy and he like made me stand I'm getting juicy here okay we're gonna go we're going it. right there I'm like yes tell me tell me, tell me. <laughs> he has me like standing he's like stand up don't move put your hands over your head and if you move I'm gonna stop <laughs> yes sir <laughs> yeah pretty much and I was like literally okay and he meant it. And so then he started to do all the wonderful things to me. And I was dying because I couldn't move. And I was being told what to yeah. do, you know? And yeah, yeah. he made me do that for a while. And then finally just like threw me down. <laughs> like, it's go time. <laughs> go time. And it was like, by then I was, you know, I'd melted into the floor. You know? Yeah. yeah. So talk about signs of that's my erotic uh, template. <laughs> Very- what is like the release and the feeling that you get? Because sometimes, not sometimes, I feel like the judgy folks totally don't realize how therapeutic and healing and just like how much you can connect. You do need to connect with somebody to feel safe in this you realm. Do. So there's so many layers to it. Yeah. What is that? What is the feeling like when like, you're being told what to do. <laughs> it's like a high. And that's, and that's what, and that's right? how they describe it. You know, like it is, it's a high. Like, it, so we talked about this before you and I are both very dominant personalities in this world mm-hmm. and it's hard to be a dominant mm-hmm. personality. It's really hard. You know, wherever yeah. we go, we're in spaces of leadership or I don't know, whatever that looks like. We talked about, yeah. it starts even before that, I guess, you know, before entering mm-hmm. the bedroom, Right. We're in mm-hmm. these spaces of leadership. We're in this like constant like output of creative energy, you know, yeah. to, to say like Pearlie is an extremely creative person and she, her output is mm-hmm. phenomenal. And so these are leadership positions. People are respecting you. They're calling on you and your brain is on, right? The yeah, second, all the time. Right? The second I walk into the bedroom, I'm like brain off. So that in itself is, that. is the high, right? Yeah. But there's something else. There's something that kicks in also where, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I have a really hard time putting it into words. Do you? It is. Re- it's so hard. Like, I will say that I can't describe it fully. So I totally understand you. Yeah. But that moment to like 
that's why the layers come in of like, it's really a beautiful realm and Mm -hmm. not just an aggressive one. Uh You know, it's not just rough sex Mm -mm. as people would, would think. No, It's like, there's something so calming and beautiful about feeling safe enough to trust Mm -hmm. and let go and like, let somebody else do for you yeah and tell you what to do in in a consensual way so I mean I think that really kind of brings us back to where we started which was Mm -hmm. the conversation around receiving Mm -hmm. you know if your capacity to receive is based in vulnerability you know and so like you said if you feel safe enough to receive and safety it really is one of the key elements I think You know, there's that saying, you know, the safer she is, I know it's like, it's a meme. So it's like the safer she is, the freakier she gets or the wilder she gets. 100% is true. 100%. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like that safety allows you to be your freakiest self. So actually that's the dynamic, you know, you're like, I am free to be this. And now I'm going to be told to do this very nasty thing, (laughs) but it's within within this like erotic, you know, template that you're so comfortable with. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you're like, hell yeah, I'm going to do it. And and I'm going to do it like a good girl. <laughs> yes, like the goodest girl ever. <laughs> well, that's what it is, right? Like yeah. that safety offers you comfort and confidence. Yes, actually, there is a lot of confidence. Now, there are endorphins that are released and there's all sorts of chemical stuff happening. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Pink is science. Pink is science. <laughs> and like, I think that that misconception that you're talking about is really steeped in what people associate with BDSM, which is, yeah, and and it's like really solely that little masochistic piece that people see, or like when you see the movies where it's like, you know, and the the depiction in in popular culture is kind of fucked up. Right. So, right. So it's like, you just have the Dom or the Dama, you know, the, the feminine Mm -hmm. dominatrix, you know, and, she has it's always such specific roles. Yeah, right? yeah, it's very, it's very specific, right? We don't see the full spectrum of what that experience really looks like and what that looks like intimately behind mm-hmm. closed doors and stuff, or you know, in an orgy, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like. But mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's that's a you know that's also an experience. But we'll just say for the sake of this discussion, behind closed doors, yeah. And we get this like one little template or Fifty Shades of Grey that's been romanticized, quote unquote, which is really that extreme version. And and don't get me wrong, yeah. it exists, but that's what people see, and they're like, oh my god, I'm gonna be yeah. flogged, put in latex, masked up with a ball gag <laughs> in my face, like. <laughs> You can get to that with your partner if through consent and through safety and yeah. all those things if you want. But it's not yeah. like what it's not the existence, it's not the entire existence. Yeah, yeah it's, it's true. People also like practice kinky plays, I guess you could time. say more than they even realize. Like, you know, everybody's talking about daddy now. Like everybody is calling they, they partner daddy. That's kink. Yeah, hundred percent. The power, the power play or the the power dynamics in a quote-unquote relationship whether it is relationship or not that's a kink and Mm -hmm. like you know i think that is deeper into it like booty stuff like oh yeah when we when we talk about like um, oh she brought up booty stuff getting sloppy like (laughs) when you're talking giving sloppy top like throat giving throat is kinky that is kinky you know 
it's funny because it's almost like I, I need to go back and look into like, when did the word kinky start defining this realm? Because it, it's almost like the word kinky itself is like kind of limiting us. Whereas like kink is so much. Kink is a lot. Every, yeah. Almost, Be- everybody's a kinky motherfucker out here. They are. Low key. They are. People are like, they are kinkier than they think. But I think one of the best distinctions I heard is there's spicy and there's kinky. Mm-hmm. So you can play mm-hmm. spicy. And then the kink is like when you introduce, well, the kink, I mean, fetish falls under kink and stuff too, just like BDSM falls under kink. But it's when you introduce the power dynamic that you create the differentiation. So like, Mm. tell me, like, you can't tell me that your friends or any of my friends like haven't done a little booty stuff or, you know, they might like, I mean, I don't want to glamorize choking or anything having to do with the neck, but but we love it. But we love it. And it's like literally <laughs> everywhere. Like, how, I don't know how many yeah. memes I see where it's like, he railed me with his hand around my neck. And, yeah, and that was yeah. like, you know, or whatever. Like, that's always the yeah. reference point. I'm like, everybody, that's kinky. <laughs> like, that, yeah. shit, that is not vanilla. And that, no, that is not vanilla. And like you said, like, that's the vernacular out there all the time right now. And I'm like, you guys yeah. are being kinky. There it is. Kinky as well. Yeah. 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 It's like anything that's like basically outside of having missionary sex on a bed is basically kinky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's that exploration. You know, it's how I title this podcast. It's like, how do you find your fullest expression? What is your fullest expression? That's a beautiful way. You know, so it's like, I just, I associate kink with living in my fullest sexual expression. Yes, yes, You know, And maybe there's purists out there that'll say, no, you're getting it wrong. But I think that too many people are too purists, you know, they're too vanilla, like we say, and they're scared to express that. But really, they just want to be pegged. Yeah, <laughs> literally, no, literally, literally. Like, there's a, there's like get, up- get messy, have fun. Yeah, there's like actually an uptick right now in like pegging toys being purchased. Like over COVID, that was that. one of those evolutions. Was like actually more pegging toys were being sold. Like it. everyone, express yourself. Everyone's into it. Yeah, permission. <laughs> Everyone's into it or- to express yourself, yeah. and and just like if somebody's making you feel shame or not safe in that expression, fuck them, walk away. Mm-hmm. I think that's also important. Straight up. Yeah. Or Straight up. if you're Straight in a partnership, then, you know, or a marriage, by all means, like get somebody to, yeah. to help you through that, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Like just open yourselves up to the possibilities. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So let me ask you this, because you're married. Mm-hmm. Was that something that you introduced as you met or was it something that evolved within your relationship? It actually, for me, you know, like we were just talking about this, like I had always been into kinks and a kinky person without realizing it, though. I didn't know I was, you know what I mean? Like, why do I want my hair pulled Um, all the time? What is that? Yeah. I'm like, why why do I I only call him daddy in the bedroom? Hmm." (laughs) Um, (laughs) And now I have the tattoo. Do you have the tattoo? (laughs) Don't tell you don't that have to, to everyone. That. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you don't have to I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're talking earlier. I'm when kidding. I was like, I was like, yeah. really? <laughs> For this podcast, what are your hard limits? <laughs> you know? She's like, are we going to talk about that? So, I'm like, are we recording this? No, but. Is um, daddy tattoo a hard limit? I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways. No, it, actually it's not, but um, that's so yeah. funny. Um, yeah, like I wasn't always necessarily like 
aware, Mm -hmm. you know, of like what I was doing. But a big part of like my journey in the sex realm has been like reclamation because Mm -hmm. trigger trigger warning, (laughs) the whole episode. Okay. Trigger warning. When I was like younger, like a child, I was sexually abused. And then my first like time that, you know, other people talk about like, when's your first time having sex when you're younger? Like mine was Mm non-consensual. So that's also why like I was doing things later than the people around me. Cause I was like, I'm not really trying to engage in something that was forced on to mm-hmm. me so early, but then obviously like, you know, grow, like getting a bit older in my like later teenagehood. Um, and also like hearing stories from my friends helped a lot. Okay. Hearing things about like, you know, them having boyfriends and their parents knowing about their boyfriends, which was like so foreign in my yeah, life. Same. It was kind of like lovely, even learning through their hardships or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then when I was in a like serious relationship and really exploring the realm, me and that partner would like, we would talk about like, he's particularly said once, like no one's ever called me daddy before, but I love it. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I don't know what, what came over me, but it just came out. (laughs) Then it became our thing like for years and years. And like, we would experiment more with that Mm -hmm. and like role play more. So I started with like the Dom sub, kink but I wasn't even like fully immersed as a submissive because that was a difficult relationship as well so again what we talked about that safety Safety. component wasn't there Mm -hmm. and just having grown up in a domestic violent environment from my childhood and my family home and then like getting into a domestic violent relationship like it's just not it okay Mm y'all like don't stay just because the sex is good there's always better out there by the way yeah (laughs) just saying (laughs) like that's a real thing yeah and that's Thank you for sharing that. That very important advice. Yeah. 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 That's not love as much as, and like, I was so comfortable in that realm because it's all I knew that like yeah. coming out of it, I was like, Ooh, oh, wow. I really lived a whole life of abuse. Let me just step away. Mm-hmm. And then when I stepped away and I was like single for uh, a good amount of time, and then I was ready to start dating. I approach dating as like, I'm not looking into this, trying to marry every single person. You know, I want to like make friends mm. and make new connections and see like what it's like. Cause I was always like, okay, if we're, we're together. So we basically live together now. Like that's the type of relationship I was okay. in. So I was like friendly with these people and we, we had like fun and banter. And then there was like a couple partners that I dated, then we would like be able to explore more in the realm. And that's where I was like, okay, I'm getting into these other things that I really like. Mm -hmm. And it's different than what my friends are sharing with me. And a whole can of worms opened up and I was just like, I'm different, not different, not to say that there isn't a whole like realm of us, but in that moment, because I wasn't taught this, I didn't really have resources. I was like, wow, okay. It is really different. And Let me remove the shame element. So this whole realm has been about reclamation for me, letting go of the shame. Mm -hmm. Like this is such a real moment and true story, but like how many of us in like our younger days, even when we would like self-pleasure, you'd feel ashamed after. Like I used to literally, when I was much younger, have a moment where I would do that, not realizing it's Mm self-soothing and then go shower and cry in the shower and pray and stuff. Like I'd be praying. Yeah. And it's just so sad because that's such a disconnect we had, I had with my body and myself. And it literally took like 19 years of my life to like get to a point where I was like, I'm allowed to feel pleasure on my own terms. Wow. That's 
unbelievable because you know it's interesting because it's like you were still pulled to self-pleasure I think that that's yeah. really interesting right like you still want it you're still craving it you still honor that but then there's yeah. like the other piece that comes through and yet you still explored you yeah. know and it came with a lot of like I was saying like I'm hardest on myself you yeah. know so it came with a lot of like questioning and thoughts about like what is the shame release it and it ended up just being so healing for me to like actually sit with my feelings and sit with myself and be like, girl, what the fuck? What is going on? Can we you talk know? about like, that self-awareness you? though? Yeah. That's really powerful. Yeah. It is. And like, it's just that confidence piece, mm-hmm. like having that confidence to like sit with yourself. And, and part of the self-awareness came from, you know, me being like, do I have a high sex drive or am I hypersexualizing as a trauma response? Like there's Ooh. so much. Wow. But then I just also had to like tell myself that like, girl, you are your safest space. You got this. Wow. Because when it comes to women, there's so much content out there that's like, now we are in the era of hypersexualization and shaking ass and and having your titties out and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, just because it's out doesn't mean we're Mm hypersexualizing ourselves. Like not everything needs to be defined and villainized. Like joy does not always need to be villainized. Just because you see somebody happy doesn't mean that it's a problem. I think that's become a problem these days with society. That's you know? a problem. Like, it's like be happy, but not too happy. Especially if it's a woman. Especially, yeah. Be happy, but not too happy. Be sexy, but not too sexy. What's the, you know, I haven't seen Barbie yet, but I know they say that speech in the yeah. movie, you know, be successful, but not too successful, you know, like taking up that space for pleasure. But when you come from a place where it's, you know, like, like with your background and your experiences, yeah. you know, there is so much room for disconnection. And the fact that yeah. you kind of, I went through the disconnection route and explored <laughs> from there. And uh, one day yeah. I woke up and I was like, I can't, I can't physically do this anymore, but, and mentally and, yeah. and spiritually, but um, to, to come to it from that space of awareness is, is really a superpower. It is. I feel that. And it's cause I'm not afraid to sit with, with my thoughts and feelings. Like I walk with my shadow self but that's every day. Unbelievable. If coming from so much, you know, from so much trauma to, to be able to sit with yourself. Yeah. Like, I just, I just yeah. want to, I just want to highlight what a feat that is, you know? Thank you. Yeah. So many people, you know, can't, like I, I was saying, you know, the title of this, podcast is hot magical and human and if your humanness and your journey can help anybody else so thank you for yeah. sharing it first of all if you can help anybody else to feel inspired because they're like oh she's been through some shit yeah. and she can sit with her shadows you know yeah. and she can be her authentic self and she yeah. preaches and shares confidence and empowers other women thank you you know yeah. hopefully then i love that i can do that with my truth yeah but that's like, I, I mean, I consider that a, a superpower. We all have that superpower. I want to say we do. We do. We do. But thankfully, there's people like Pearly who can sit in it and say, I did it and you can too. Right. And thank you. you know, yeah. I think that that's important. And, yeah. and you're like, and I explore and I'm a sexy, you know, I'm sexy as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> thank you you know what's funny I love that I love that people like not to say I never want to be perceived but like for example whenever like my friends are like doing something sexy or they have a sexy outfit on they'll look at me and be like garage sessions and I'm like I love that just like my brand is the 
is the mascot of sexy it now. Is. So can you so tell people what garage sessions is? That was like a really perfect segue. Yes. yes. Perfect. Oh, Sherry, you're so good at this. <laughs> <laughs> I am sitting in my garage right now. So garage sessions. I want to come there and is, have my garage session. You absolutely are. We're doing it this fall, right? Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay, good. So my garage, uh, when we moved into this home, I just really needed a creative space. Okay. Just to like sometimes sit and and I take my meetings from here. I also just work in here. Sometimes I just nap in here. Like it's my space. Mm-hmm. And I would with my girlfriends and I, like, we would find that, okay, like, let's get together and let's take some fun nudes or like, let's mm-hmm. take some sexy ass photos. Like, and it would be whatever we felt was sexy. I love at the your time. friends, it could be, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. It could be, and this is like, th- these are friends I have safe space yeah. with, you know? So like that, it makes it even more magical. Um, and sexy is subjective, I want to say. So mm-hmm. we've had days where we are like in lingerie. Sometimes like I had been in a t-shirt and skirt, other times I had been in like a crop top and shorts like it just it's so subjective sometimes I just wanted to take pictures of my feet Mm -hmm. whatever um and we would just explore in this safe space where we could like have music chill no one's coming in no one's peeping in whatever and we trusted each other with these photos and this content Mm -hmm. and I just with my creativity and, and just the skills that I have through experience I would do simple things like set the vibe, make sure it feels nice, mm. make sure it feels safe, play with the lighting, you know, bring in props or incense or like suggest to my girlfriend that like, oh, this is your vibe, try this. And when the feedback was amazing and when my girlfriends would be like, you need to, I need to pay you for this. I feel like I need to pay you for these <laughs> Um, And not to say that everything should be capitalized on, but I think this is an investment in self. Garage Sessions ends up being an investment in self mm-hmm. when folks book with me because not only are they booking like a sexy photo session, quote unquote, sexy again, like that's subjective, but what we do is like, we, I offer styling. So not everyone has to have it, but sometimes people are like, do you think this will look nice? Or I don't know what to wear, or this is my vibe, but I don't know what to wear. And I'll send suggestions Mm -hmm. of like colors or accessories, whatever. And then we have a dialogue about these insecurities. Mm -hmm. And then we have a dialogue about how they may have overcome that or like, Literally, I'm not just boosting myself. Every single time we have that conversation, at the end of it, my client always says, I feel so much better. Thank you. I was a little nervous. Now I feel good. Like literally every single client, even the ones that I like didn't know. And I've met so many women that booked that I didn't even know, which I love. At the end of the session, they're like, that's it? Oh my gosh, I could totally do more. (laughs) Like it's so much fun. And for me to see women... Or like, you know, femme identifying folks or non-binary who book, like when they do these sessions at the end of it, the way they fucking walk out of the room where sometimes we rent a space, sometimes Mm -hmm. it's at a motel or an Airbnb, whatever the vibe is. When they leave, they're literally like, oh my gosh, this was amazing. I can't wait for the photos. And then they're excited to receive them. They're not nervous about how they look. Because by the end of it, they're like, I don't give a fuck. I felt good. It's healing. And it's empowering. That's yeah. That's a healing session. That's not just a. That's it just is. not. That's not just a photography session. You're. It is. Yeah. I've always been in that realm of like, I hate to make it sound cliche, but like emp- empowering women without being like I empower women. Yeah. You know, I will literally just go to my sister and be like, "Stop! You're fucking better than that." Like I might, I'll do it in a. I'm a mom. Like mm-hmm. I do it in a very like nurturing way. Yeah. 
where it's real. I'll be like, sit down and eat this meal and we're going to talk about this and it's okay that you feel like that, but like, fuck that also at the same time. So it just, all of my expertise kind of (laughs) came together with garage sessions and it's so fun. Yeah. It's so fulfilling. And you're, you know, your background is in creative direction, like, you know, as well, like you you work on a multitude of projects in that space and then what you're known for. So you're connecting all the pieces of yourself, actually, when you think about it with these photo shoots, because, wow, yeah. yeah, which is like, you know, which I love, you know, and I come back to the title of this podcast so often, but like hotness or sexiness, but the hotness is really the amalgamation of all of our bits, you know, our, our shadows, our yeah. light, our creative talents, our loves, our purpose, our, you know, our community, you know, it's all the parts of us and that we shine out into the world. And yeah, so not only do you do that, you know, in your work, but like these sessions actually, so you're doing that in these sessions, you're like showing up as your hottest self and you're mirroring it back to the people that you're empowering in your space. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you saying that. It's a beautiful like perspective and it's, it's, I always reflect after my sessions, Mm -hmm. I reflect before and after, and it's so important because my clients give me confidence too in what I do. So there's a whole exchange, like it's a whole exchange of like support and love. And it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think like as women, we need more space like that. 100%. More. Please. And like, you know, with my booking, more of it. With my bookings, like there's contracts and stuff just so sure. that everyone feels safe. And that's important. But what I love is just like that in the in conversating with them mm. when they're even about to book or whatever like it's so lovely to have that you're a healer thank you yeah that's exciting yeah definitely yeah yeah it's funny that you say that I remember sorry what I wanted to say was when we were at a party we're talking about impact you know and you create a lot of impacts mm-hmm. and community and mm-hmm. you're justice driven right we've talked mm-hmm. about this those Libras yeah. that you think that they're sweet but then you like put something in front of them that they're passionate about and they will tear you That's the word. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I always say, I'm like, I'm super share, share said this in an interview and I say the same thing. She's like, I'm super sweet and I'm super kind, <laughs> but if you fuck with me, I will mop the fucking floor with you. And it's period. And it's not, it's not even me. Like I tolerate a lot of shit that comes my way, but as soon as like, if my child is being fucked with or people that I care about or love, mm-hmm. I'm like, don't fuck with I know, me. You're That's like, all I will say. Down. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I think obviously we're in a conversation, but it's like, I always joke that, you know, the passionate people are the best in bed anyway. So yeah, you know? literally. <laughs> it's true. I agree. I totally agree. You know, yeah. you always hear about like the hot Mediterranean or whatever. And they're like, she was amazing in bed, but she was a handful. Like, you know? Yeah, that's literally, literally what it, what it is. Yeah. So you have to take it both, right? If you want to like, yeah. want to like love a Libra or you want to love a, a justice driven yeah. human, you got to take it all. Yeah. But she will be. I'm like intense in everything. Intense in I'm everything. Intense in everything. Exactly. Like, but I may have like seen that as a bad thing back in the day yep. only because that's what people would label me yep. as, right? Like, oh, she's so intense or whatever. But like, I love feeling emotions on extreme levels. Maybe not the more difficult ones, but it just is what it mm-hmm. is. It's because I give myself space to experience it. Mm-hmm. But anything, if I'm like into a book, I'm fucking <laughs> in the book. If I'm working on something, a film, yeah. I'm fucking, this is it for me. <laughs> like, I don't have time for anything else right now. Like, no, like, 
People be like, want to go for lunch tomorrow? I'm like, I'm editing for 54 hours today. So no. <laughs> so no. I love that. Yeah, but I really lo- like have learned to love that passion. No, but that's amazing. So because again, that's like yeah. what makes you who you are in the world and your most authentic self, right? I know that's mm-hmm. such a, you know, it's authenticity is used a lot, but it is what it is. Yeah. Like it's that, it's that yeah. whole, it's like you're in your wholeness and your hotness and, and, Thank and you, all that, yeah. and all that goodness. So thanks for the mirror in this episode, by the way, you're saying a lot of like kind things, but not just to compliment me, but <laughs> sort of like reflect to me things that I wouldn't just like say to myself about me. So I appreciate <laughs> well, it. Well, I mean, I, to me that like, A, you're welcome. So I have to receive that. But B, <laughs> I was like, wait, that's my medicine too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, and B, but like, this is, this is why I'm doing this podcast in the first place. Like, I yeah. want people to be like, I can, you know, here's Pearly. There's shadows and there's talent and there's passion yeah. and there's juiciness and sexuality and all these things. Like, living in this one human, yeah. wait, I yeah. see myself in that. So I feel like I can do it too. Like that's always yeah. been like my, it's like my raison d'etre, you know, it's, it's, it's that. so that with this podcast and in life too, because I always want people to have the right tools and grow. And, and uh, so if I can do that with whatever avenues I touch, um, yeah. then I'm like, my mission on this earth is done and good, you know? I love that. And yeah. You're a mirror for a lot of women and that's not a beautiful good. thing to be. <laughs> Yeah. No, I trigger I know, people I, I, a lot. I really do. Yeah. yeah. I struggle with it. And you probably receive a lot of projections too. A lot. Yeah. It's it's actually, a, it's not an easy journey. I'm lucky to have a couple of people that understand. Yeah. I've had a lot of problems with my female relationships for sure because of that intensity, but also, um, yeah, I don't know. I it's, it's, it's one of those things that feels like a mystery to me quite often. So Honestly, Sherry, like all my girlfriends at all ages and aspects of their life, even like my elders who are also my girlfriends, Mm -hmm. they have literally said like, and they are like 50 and up They're like this shit with women never stops. And it's so sad Mm -hmm. and it's so relentless Yeah, because I feel like on over here, like I'm not saying sides as opposed to like women who are not there yet or whatever. It's a journey. My home girls, we don't be taking women down like we just don't do that we're literally talking to each other about our kids our families our businesses our or like our hardships because there's a lot of shit going on for a lot of people right now so it's just sad that a lot of folks will project that onto you it's just a sad reality it is it is and we were talking well it was funny because I was filming not filming sorry recording a podcast earlier and I was talking about some of my bullying stories from when I was young because I was like pretty I was I've been bullied my whole life actually oh, yeah <laughs> like no we don't have to get you know let's not be sad no I'm just kidding but no I was I've been I just hate that though I fucking hate a bully but that's it right so it started I think the first time in grade school then high school then you know my early 20s like it, it, it's happened in many different stages of my life and pretty severe bullying too like with sometimes with physical threats or with people spreading terrible rumors about me so it shrinks you and so yeah. when women do that to other women, they want you to shrink because there's this idea that it creates their own expansion because of whatever yeah. validation they need. As the recipient, it's extremely painful. But it is. Yeah. It really is. And my experience of being bullied, it like only happens in my elder years and it's out of like jealousy and spite, mm-hmm. which is so weird to me um like every person every woman that has like tried to attack me or harm me or like bully me for some shit 
is a woman that at one point has been like, you inspire me so much. So it's like, Interesting. don't confuse admiration for hate. I think that's a lot of people's problems these wow. days. They just don't know how to uh, admire another woman doing it. Especially, I'll say this, especially when you come from some shit mm-hmm. and you come from the mud, people really do hate to see you experience joy still yeah and there's there's that dichotomy again you know joy but not too much like don't get in my face yeah. don't get in my face with your joy because it's going to trigger the fact that i don't i oh. don't have it yet you know exactly yeah. it's like okay but like don't be too great don't be too awesome yeah. like and that's it so it's like as you step more and more into your authenticity and you're like these are this is me and i'm going to expand and i'm going to expand community with me you know they come out of the woodwork really fast (laughs) like right you know and it's weird like I've always existed in community Mm -hmm. whereas like some people only start when they're social media and then suddenly they want to attack you or whatever but it's like since I was younger coming from the difficulties I've I've come from I have like everyone has mental health but like my mental health is considered a disability Mm -hmm. because like when it when it when it's rough it's fucking rough And because of that, how I've always viewed my like life and things that I love and I'm passionate about and want to do or reach for is there's no ceiling for yeah. me. There's no, ain't no barrier here no. that's ever going to stop me because if I go this way, that's my life. I need to go up this way. Yeah. Like I just need to keep <sighs> going up. And that's not in a capital capitalist way where I'm like, I always need a hustle. Yeah. And I always need it. <laughs> no, it's like, that also includes like, you know, the week that I take off and go to the beach every single day. Like I need that expansion. I need to just be in these elements. For me, that's joy and success. The fact that now I can just be like, I took the summer off to chill or like, you know, I can cancel my whole day today because I want to chill with my kid more. Like that's my purpose. And like all my purposes are so much greater than like some losers trying to take me down just because they want to be like me. (laughs) Yeah, but it's like you're so you've like clearly defined what you know. I, like when I work with people, I say, you know, we talk about the abundance exercises. You know, we gave we gave mm. homework one earlier. This is ready. Get ready for homework number two. Def- yeah. yeah, define what wealth means to you. Like three three mm. things. What is wealth to you? Right. So you just explained mm. what wealth is to you, and yeah. wealth is different to every single person. But when yeah. we don't know what it is, and like you said, you get stuck in that like capitalist version or of what's yeah. portrayed to you through social media or whatever it might be, that's when those sticky moments with people and like the bullying can begin because it's a competition all of a sudden. Or uh, yeah. you know, or or yeah. whatever that the impetus for that vitriol is. And if yeah. you can define what that is and then you get into your lane and you go for it. You're going to care a lot less, Exactly. you know, so homework number two, define your wealth goals. And I always say like, I have empire goals. My goal Mm, is, my goal is empire, but my empire isn't, I want to be an Amazon billionaire. Yeah. I want a lot of money. There's no question about that. Of course you want ease. You deserve it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. But my empire goals means I'm lifting people up with me. Like that's the Mm -hmm. only, like if I grow, you grow. Even if I get into tech, which is something I'd love to get into, I want it to to create platforms where people grow or it's like, you know, it helps people heal or whatever that might be, Yeah, you know, but that's beautiful. Yeah. So if I grow, you grow. And then my empire is based in my mission. That's such a powerful statement. And it like your purpose is also just like bigger than 
the general goals that like someone might have for like their career or something yeah. you know what i mean and that's and that's fine. and not to not to no, say that's a and bad that's thing fine. Your career goals. But, but that's those are your goals so it's like you define yeah. your wealth yeah. if your wealth yeah. is i want to work for the government and i want to be able to have five weeks vacation and spend that with my kids or i want to be yeah. a teacher because and like have a cottage and have summers yes. off yeah. I 100% validate those goals. Yeah, know? 100%. Because that's what, like, that's what your wealth goal is and that's from the heart and and that's what defines yeah. where you're going to go. But that's you're in your yeah. dream mm-hmm. and you know what it is. And then you can be like proud and have boundaries around all the, you know, any noise. So true. Right? So yeah. anybody who comes from a place of bullying just doesn't know themselves and, yeah. and they don't know how to define and like feel confident in their own Half. Yeah. Right. It's really sad. It's awful what like people do and what I've experienced. Yeah. At the same time, it's like so sad. Like I would never want to exist in those shoes. No. And I think that we have despite their despite their privilege over mine too. Like I just don't want it. I'd rather I'd rather be somebody from the mud who has a heart. That's right. And I think that we have an opportunity. Like it's hard to to create compassion. It's like probably mm-hmm. the hardest practice on the planet Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. but you know when I look at my own my own upbringing for instance so many people have said well how do you maintain a relationship you know and I say because that's important to me and I think you can relate to this with your dad or my dad and yeah and I say because uh if I really look at this person I really look at them and I see their journey and then I see their their upbringing and then I see the lineage (laughs) Yeah. There wasn't a lot of choice. Yeah. And I see the pain and I see, and it's not to say I'm going to take it on anymore. Yeah. It's just to say that now I can look at it through the lens of, com- of empathy or compassion. Yeah. And so, it's different. yeah. So if we can do that, and I'm not saying while you're in the thick of it, like I'm not saying to do this while you're in the middle of the trigger and while you're in the yeah. thick of it, but when you can start to heal it, it's, it's something you know yeah so whoever is in the space of trying to take somebody else down (laughs) know that we can also create spaces for understanding and compassion and that's never not a a a possibility yeah you know this is also a full circle moment because i feel like people who do waste their time bullying Mm -hmm. others and like you know doing shit like that if they just had more sex or better sex (laughs) It would solve a lot of their problems. Oh my god! Or like go, or like lit- not in a mean way, but like literally go fuck yourself. Like go Actually, fuck yourself instead of thinking about me, or think of me and fuck yourself. You know what? No, <laughs> Do that so instead. <laughs> I have literally said that so many times in the past couple of weeks, where I just look and I say, "Yeah, they just need to get fucked." Literally, literally. You know, I don't want to. It's like you don't want to focus too much on orgasm because it's like that's not accessible for everybody. But like something, something, like something pleasurable. Something. Yeah. yeah love yourself love yourself in some way yeah, yeah. seek out more pleasure please i know please. like seriously that is it and i know some people like what's the word asexual when you like are not into necessarily sexual acts or whatever yeah but, but that's different pleasure, pleasure, pleasure is, is also subjective yeah no pleasure doesn't have to be sex it, it's nice could be your favorite latte yeah it could be a bad yeah it's whatever evokes that feeling you know one of your initial questions was like what does that feeling for you when you're in submission? Mm-hmm. You know, what is that? And it's like, for me, it's ecstasy. You know, maybe that's the word. There's like a, there's like this, this ecstasy that takes over. Oof, right. Yeah. And I think I got the word now. <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah, like, that's it. so make, make your, your mission ecstasy. 
Mm. You know? That sweet release. Yeah. Make make it that, whatever that means to you. So there's homework number three. What is ecstasy to you? Yeah. You know? I think that, I love that. Yeah. I, think, I can't wait to like hear what, what folks like come up with for these. I, hope, I like that we're giving out homework and it's fun homework. I know. Go fuck yourself is one of them. <laughs> Are we going to get into trouble for this episode? Really? Oh my God. No. Like it's so funny because. It's so funny because after a few garage sessions too, like yeah. my clients would be like, I'm going to go home and have sex now, or I'm going to go home and get in the tub with my toy. Da, da, da. And I'm like, girl, Excellent. yes, do it. Excellent. And I'm like, I would think to myself, like, I know they came tonight because of our session and I'm very happy about that. Wow. That's like, you know, I thought the, yeah. ther- I thought the, the therapeutic part was good, but this is, that's something. There's layers to this healing work. That's amazing because- <laughs> Coming back to what you were talking about, you know, earlier too, it's like self-pleasure, so much shame in that. Stating that you want pleasure, so much shame in that. Like you said, hypersexuality is not, it's, it's your natural, it's your natural inclination towards joy and and ecstasy. You know, like you said, I've definitely thought that there's asexual, then there's demisexual, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not asexual, but I definitely like, my body is like a hard no, if I'm not Mm -hmm. in that like I've had men in the past year like try with me and it's like, I feel like I'm cardboard. <laughs> like, you know, I'm yeah, just like, I, yeah. I, there's nothing here. And so yeah. uh, I don't know if that, you know, so I've had people say, well, are you, are you demisexual? And I'm like, I don't know. It's still something I'm exploring. So when, yeah. no matter where you are in the spectrum of that, I love that there is no shame in going home and yeah. pleasuring yourself because often there is shame around that. Or embarrassment or, oh, I'm doing this just for myself. I should be with somebody else. Or, you know, there's so many like internal dialogues that run. And they're like, not only did I treat myself to this session, I went home and treated myself to this session, you know? Yeah. Without any shame, without any like inhibition. They're just like, I'm going to go home and get it on. And whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. The sad part about some of that shame too is like, it comes from the fact that like, you're taking out time for yourself to do this. And then uh, another part of it is like, you're exploring your body. Like we're so detached from our bodies with all these things from a very young age. Of course, like women are sold all these freaking things. Men are too. Like everyone is sold these insecurities, but all the pressure is placed on women. Like it's funny last weekend, me and my girlfriend and our kids and stuff were at this ostrich farm. And you get to go and feed the ostriches. Yes. And then you're reading about them too. There's like fun facts along the way, whatever. And like most, like a lot of bird species, they say the male is like the nicer looking one. And like, that's typically the ones that you, you see people use the feathers on the mm-hmm. robes and because the males need to attract the female right. for mating. And I'm like, us humans got it all backwards. Like, <laughs> us ladies, we're already fly. We don't need to do too much, but we're like, literally expected to do most of the work hair lashes eyebrows body like this that like it's insane so of course self-pleasure comes with shame like don't you explore your body and fall in love with it yeah that would be the worst thing for capitalism that would be the worst thing for men they don't have that power over you anymore but like y'all can consensually enter a power dynamic type relationship and enjoy it it does not need to be toxic and for you to like hate your body and seek validation from a man. No, it can be that this man is actually just appreciating you and wanting to please you, but it's coming out in a more dominating role. 
Yeah. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. I was just like, you just solved capitalism. <laughs> Pink is the antidote yeah. to capitalism. And uh, literally, yeah. 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 Well, listen, I was contemplating like the divine masculine and feminine today a little bit. And, you know, it's ultimately just like rebalancing that inherent nature. Mm-hmm. Like we all have it within us, but if one of us is like, you know, one of us maybe is out of balance or in balance, it's like that act can kind of bring us back into balance. You know, yeah. I, I'm too it's dominant so in my life. So this creates the balance where I can be more in my feminine, you know? Yeah. It, it's very, very yeah, true. So also healing. Right. So it's like we've solved capitalism, the imbalances. Of- <laughs> We're solving all the problems on this phone, on this one call. With, with kink, obviously, and pleasure, yeah. you know, capitalism, like you said, like removes all feminine from the, you know, from yeah. our orbits. So the more yeah. we can have spaces where we can be in that and we can be held in it. So like whoever is the dominant is, and that's holding that energy because daddy is an energy. It's not a, it's not a gender. Yeah. Um, I'm daddy sometimes or, without trying, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an energy. I really, and I would never, I would never think that though. Yeah. Like I would, I would never think that until like, you know, a few of my friends call me boss lady. And the first couple of times I'm like, I don't want to be given such a powerful role. No way. Like just call me P. Like, oh, like really? But I also, you know, you talked about receiving yeah. and I'm like, I receive that people see me in this role. So I, I will receive that. Like, yeah. I, I'm the same as you in that, in that mindset of like, when I do shit and when I reach quote unquote, like success levels um, on just like a basic societal level. I take my people with me. Like there's nothing that I do, even like whether it's events or sessions where like I haven't hired people or given other people jobs. And that's not to say that like I paid you, but like they're helping me. They're helping my my clients or other people, you know, so it's really like it's an energy exchange. It's an energy exchange. Yeah, It's, it's just like this infinite loop of like of we are the village that's keeping each other fed. Mm. And unfortunately we do have to like sometimes do it from the lens of like, you know, capitalism, for example, if I'm hiring my friend, I'm going to, whoever we're being booked through, I'm going to be like, well, their rate is at least this much and they have rent to pay. So you're going to pay their rate. It just is what it is. So in that way, it's beneficial. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with earning money. It's, it's when it's used in a way that serves few, (laughs) Or, exactly. or, you know, it's, if we get into the toxic masculine energy of overwork and, exactly. and, and overpowering people in a way that isn't fun and, yeah. and, the, and sexual. Yeah. But women should <laughs> go out there and dominate that financial shit. No, like, but they should too. Ask for your price, you know, give your price. Well, yeah. Add a little percentage on it every six months. Like, let's go. That's also, you know, women and, and, and charging money. That's a whole, that's a whole discussion for yeah. sure. Yeah. 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 That's, there's, yeah. there's a real blocks with that. Very, very real blocks. Yeah. yeah. And we've all faced yeah. it. I've gone through it. I'm sure you have. Once you step over that hurdle of, you know, my business partner, Amanda, and I call it like, when you find your fuck yeah pricing, Heck yeah. yeah, fuck yeah pricing, that's your ecstatic business moment. I love that so much. Oh, I love you. I love that you and Amanda came up with that. That's really, <laughs> really brilliant. Yeah. And we keep talking about energy, right? So the energy behind these mindsets is important yep. too. And like that fuck yeah energy yep. will get you really far if you lean into it. A hundred percent. And then you're yeah. in the space of, okay, I'm charging the money and I'm thinking mm. about the people I'm serving, yeah. you know, because it's like, it'll be accessible to them, but my bottom line is still good. And that's the yeah. antidote, I think, to capitalism and 
some of the greed that comes with that and the imbalances and stuff. That's my take on it. That's my hot take. Yeah. Some people want to charge a lot more money by all means, as long as the exchange makes sense, do it. You know, I'm here to say like, go be the millionaire you want to be. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I'm a bit, I'm a bit, I'm a bit of a Robin hood for sure. Like I'll I'll take money from the rich and give it back to the ones. And I do that a lot with like, you know, with sponsorships and stuff, but like I'm transparent with my sponsors and they're so down. Like I have friends who, are still coming up from shit. I have friends who are millionaires. So like it's a village and yeah. like the ones who are up there are like, I'm not just rubbing shoulders with sleazy ass people. These are conscious people. Yeah. And they know that if I'm asking them to like be part of something, they're like, all right, we're going to give back to something good. Yeah. And there's, it's the energy exchange. Yeah. It's consciously done. Yeah. And that's the, and that's the, what you've put out too, right? Like that's your magnetism at play. You know, that yeah. that's that um, that mirroring your magnetism. That's one of the effects of hot, like the hotness. It's 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 ultimately your radiance. Right. And it's it creates that magnetism. So people want to be part of what you're putting out because it's like the most authentic expression. Right. So that's so beautiful. Yeah. And beautiful perspective. That's, that's how I see that. Yeah. So people just want to be part of it because it's aligned and, you know, it considers the collective experience in the village, like you say. So, yeah. So yeah. it's, it's magnetic in that respect. Yeah. As a result. Right. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> we have been talking for a very long time. And while I want to do this for two more hours, I'm going to say I have a couple of like closing questions. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. We could talk forever. I know. <laughs> And when we hang up, we will. Sorry, you won't be part of that. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, everyone. Sorry, no, sorry. No, I'm just kidding. That was mean. Sorry. <laughs> She's my hot date now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's Thirsty Thursday. <laughs> Every day of the week can have a have a little date, little, you know, cute, cute word that goes with it. Okay. So I love to end with some questions. So my okay. first one is, what does your practice look like that makes you feel hot? So Ooh. <laughs> I'm putting you. I have my like, you're putting me on the yeah. spot. I have my subtleties. For me, my hotness is like, kind of has to be, I always say to exist is to be creative. To be creative is to exist. Mm-hmm. And I feel the same way about like my sexiness. I'm like, to exist is to be a sexy motherfucker. To be a sexy motherfucker is to exist. (laughs) And so it's in my subtleties, like my skin, like things no one can change or take away from me. You know what I mean? Like my skin, Mm. the way it looks in the summer. Yeah, that changes for sure. But you know, you know what I mean? When I start my day, like I drink water first thing because I'm like, I'm not just putting shit in my body. And this is me sharing my experience and not judging what y'all do. If you want to have a rock star in the morning, dope. I don't care. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying don't do that. But no, but this is you sharing it's how I your, treat myself. It's you sharing your personal practice. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, it's a lot of like how I treat myself and how I look at myself. Mm-hmm. And how I, how I see myself. So, you know, subtleties from like, I wake up in the morning and then my foot gets off the bed and I'm, I typically sleep in my husband's t-shirt <laughs> and I feel sexy in that. And then I hear my anklet jingle uh, and my foot touches the ground and I drink my water and like how sexy of me, <laughs> you know, and after my shower, like I just incense the house and I incense myself at the uh, same time, including my hair. Like when it's wet, I, when I'm drying it, I incense my hair. That makes me feel hot and sexy because it's just like contributing to my natural state mm-hmm. almost on an ancestral level too. Wow. Like that's what my ancestors would have done. They would have just 
bathed and then had incense or something Mm -hmm. burning. It's like my inner dialogue on a daily basis, especially when things are hard, how I treat myself in those moments can be really defining as to like how sexy I feel. And it's spiritual. It is very spiritual. And and again, this word sexy is subjective. So like sexy could be like, you know, when I have like um, certain foods too. Mm. So it's in my like, Mm -hmm. it's in those small day-to-day things and I I feel them and I look for them and I create pockets for them intentionally and I appreciate myself like I think we can all do a little bit more of that like you know even when I get dressed I won't get dressed and be like this is even if it's not feeling the best because you're bloated or something instead I'll be like shoulders are popping all right you know like great or like you know what, girl, let's go. Let's go do this. Like, I really talk to myself and encourage her the way that my younger child would have wanted. And I just do it all the time because I am still my younger self. You know, my like inner child is always there. Yeah. So that's how I do those things. Oh my God. I'm so, I'm like, I'm so (laughs) inspired by that. It's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. I lit up my soul a little bit. I won't lie. So What's your, I I love the term kitchen witching. So what's your favorite thing to make in the kitchen or to do in, or to do in the kitchen, but you can say make. (laughs) I I actually like love cooking. Mm -hmm. Like I just love cooking all the time, but I think probably one of my most favorite things is I have, I drink chai every morning in my language, Punjabi, we actually call it cha. It's a bit more like that, like just like rude, but, (laughs) um, But uh, it's a labor of love. So Mm. you got to like blend the spices. You got to grate the ginger. You got to put this Mm. specific amount of spices and then blend it up by hand. Let the water and tea boil. Pour it in. Like there's just layers to it. It Takes about like seven minutes to actually make. Mm. Ten minutes max, depending on how slow I let it boil. But like that for me is like. This is a moment wow. for me in the morning. And I just love doing that in my kitchen. Even now, like every time I go for on a trip, I pack the first thing I pack are my cha spices. I'm like, I'm not gonna trust that I can get it there. So I'm just gonna take it with me. Everywhere I go, I will like make sure I have my cup of cha in the morning. I love that. It's like ancestral ritual mixed with yeah. you know, the beauty of kitchen witching. And you know, when we talk yeah. about spices, we're creating you know, potions, like essentially, right? Literally. Yeah. yeah. Like that's... Yeah, one of my friends, like I, I would send sometimes like a video like of me, of it boiling, yeah. whatever. And one of my friends would always be like, wizard water. And I'm like, yeah, yeah legit, there's magic There's in magic here. in it. That's yeah. incredible. And it feels like magic, you know, it feels like magic. Reina, even when she was younger, she knows now that it's like called cha, but she would literally be like, my mom's a witch and she makes magic potions that make her feel good. And I'm like, literally... <laughs> literally even even when she's like ill I'll make her her own teas you know like and it's in the boiling of it and smelling it it's like that's gonna this is gonna heal her little sniffle overnight and it really does I think the intentionality too so like there's like love making in that in the kitchen you know also love making love in the kitchen (laughs) (laughs) life is about balance (laughs) yeah it's all about balance make while the chai boils you have time to make some love Seven minutes. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Lots can happen. <laughs> and lovemaking, like, doesn't have to end, you know? Like, people think it, like, they, they count it, like, based on the climax. Yeah. But, like, it can go on through the whole day. Let it start in the morning and let it go through the whole day yeah. till night. Like, let it be tantric. Yep. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. Yeah. 
A hundred percent. I'm like, I have the book come as you are next to me. That speaks to that. You know, I guess I'm like, oh, there it is. Yeah. So resource everybody come as you are the book speaks to the orgasm doesn't end with climax. Okay. Last question is simple, but I have a friend that taught me this a long time ago. He heard the story about a guy who graduated school and wanted to get a job and he was in marketing and he just contacted people and companies that he admired and said, can we have a coffee? And every time he got to the end of that coffee, he'd say, thank you so much. Who do you think I should talk to next? And that's how he built his network. Wow. Yeah. So I thought I need to adopt this for my podcast because I'm bringing on people that I think are so wonderful. Obviously, like you said, your village is also special. So this is how mm. I'm like, you know, it'd be a nice way to create growth and and connection. So who do you think I should have on next? And it doesn't, you know, it could this be anybody. such a fun question. It could be anybody. Yeah. You know, it could be in your network. It could be somebody you admire, but who could that be? You know what? I want to list off the whole gang, but I'm going to be very intentional about this. I feel like you would just have the most amazing connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amanda, her name on Instagram is Food Ventures with Panda. Okay. You know, Amanda was the bartender at Nona's Girls Night with the short hair. I don't, I didn't, I didn't meet her. Okay. 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 She's amazing. Right. And uh, she's just an incredible person and also just like so naturally sensual because of her deep appreciation for everything. Like, I love those people that just have a lust for life, you know? Okay. She's getting an amazing shout out from you right now. Oh yes, yes. So that that's who I would say, and I'll I'll let you connect, and I'll I'll be happy to connect you both. But like, I'll let you feel it up for yourself. That sounds wonderful. Yes. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. This was so fun, and I wish we could do this all day. (laughs) I know, but thank thank you you for sharing your energy with me, with everybody that will listen with your wisdom and your story and all the good stuff. So thank you. This is so beautiful. Anything with you is beautiful. So I'm really appreciative. We can do this. Yes. And if you have a season two, I would love to come really? back. Okay, let's do it again. Yes. Okay, let's do it again. Yes. And I'm always down with you, Sherry. <laughs> that's so awesome thank you for being here connection makes us all hotter don't be shy to like share and follow me i hope you feel like this episode filled your cup today and see you very soon